you for tuning in. This is Druti Shah and welcome to the Resilient Entrepreneur podcast where every month I bring to you the story of an entrepreneur who has proven to be unstoppable because they are resilient. This podcast is a culmination of my own story of resilience. As someone who taught herself early on to be mentally tough, I came to realize that success stories are great to remain motivated, but true learning happens when you fail, you stumble, you reflect, and you rise. This podcast is an attempt to bring to you, to my listeners, the situations that test your nerves, your grit, and your resilience. If you listen closely, you will hear the entrepreneurs reflect, and who knows? You may have some light bulb moments yourself. The Resilient Entrepreneur is brought to you by C2C OD, a firm that specializes in bringing people and strategy together. With that, let's meet my guest today. Coming right up. Welcome back. Okay, one word hint on who my guest is today. Coffee. Actually, more like coffee, coffee, coffee. My guest today is not coffee. It is someone who, to put it mildly, lives, thinks, and breathes coffee. He is Ashish Diabrio, the dynamic Q-grader, coffee roaster, and the co-founder of Maverick and Farmer Coffee, a brand that has introduced Indian coffee to consumers in an unprecedented and immersive manner. Renowned for its culture of experimentation and innovation in crafting distinctive flavor profiles and unearthing hidden nuances within coffee beans, Maverick and Farmer has consistently introduced groundbreaking coffee beverages expertly presented to captivate all sensory faculties. Ashish spearheads the experiential facet of the business, among others. Well, let's find out more from the man himself. Hi, Ashish. Welcome Hi. to the Resilient Entrepreneur. So good to see you. Thank you, Jyoti. Good to be here. Ashish would love to understand from you what has been your journey like uh, at Mavericks and Farmer and maybe before that as well. The journey has been great in the coffee business. I've been uh, on this journey for, I think, 14 years now, where in 2012, we started with probably one of the first artisanal coffee brands in India called The Flying Squirrel. And uh, at a point when uh, freshly roasted and ground coffee was almost an unknown uh, in the market, uh, when people thought coffee, they only thought instant coffee. Yeah. And at that, we felt we wanted to bring in a better presentation of Indian coffee. We grow a lot of coffee, but uh, India really doesn't know how and hasn't really experienced it in the way it should be apart yeah. from that. So my partner, Tej, was also a very old friend of mine. We studied together in college. Uh, we decided to set up this uh, this online store where we would roast once or twice a week and uh, supply and sort of uh, deliver freshly roasted coffee, customized as per grind size, etc. To our first, we started off with friends and family, and then it just grew from there. And yeah, since then, um, we sold that company in 2018. And then uh, we started Maverick and Farmer in 2018. And uh, it's been phenomenal. It's been really great. And uh, I think uh, in spite of whatever's happening in the Indian coffee industry, it's like really buzzing. And 
there's so much action and activity happening but i seriously believe and as one of probably one of the oldest players in this business i feel that we're still at the tip of the iceberg there's lots more to come absolutely and i remember going to the flying squirrel in kormangla it was about be blunt the salon yeah. um, and i fell in love with the place i went there in 2013 and um, we were looking for a place that is you know indian uh, serves good coffee and i remember the counter space and everything that you'd created was so um, it was so good to just look at you know and of course the coffee was phenomenal um, so i remember that experience very well uh, and that's why maverick and farmer when i ordered the i think you have a blend called tall dark handsome Uh, and and i absolutely loved it as well so uh, this interview is very personal as well for me because i'm a lover of coffee um and you know we we grind the beans at home and we make our coffee as such the cappuccino and flat whites uh, so yes this is fantastic uh, and uh, you know you said that you know you um, started the flying squirrel uh, right. you had online store and right. then maverick and farmer happened for you so you've been a serial entrepreneur in that sense always sticking to coffee as the core what i would love to understand is in all the formats that you've had right and uh, I, i believe you have a, a coffee plantation as well somewhere around kurg is that right yes my partner is yeah he's a farmer okay yes. the plantation yeah and you are the maverick <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. So my question was that of all the transitions that you've had from the flying squirrel to the online store to Maverick and Farmer, what are some of the challenges that you faced, Ashish? Well, there have been different challenges at different points of time. I mean, obviously, you have daily challenges. That's probably something common with every business with with life as such. But uh, uh, I think. the initial couple of years i think even up to about 3 to 4 years of being in this business in this industry the biggest challenge was convincing people that there is that one and a half to 3 minutes that should be spent in making quality coffee at home it's like today if you invite people over for dinner you're never and you want to serve chinese you're not going to just open a packet of instant noodles and okay today the that segment has evolved to say that okay i'm actually going to boil egg noodles or vegetarian noodles and then throw together some spices and some seasoning and some flavors and actually prepare a but but that mentality with coffee is still unfortunately is still pretty strong but the first 4 years of our business 3 to 4 years of our business was very strong people just associated coffee with instant coffee and for them the thought of actually you know bringing home a packet of freshly ground coffee and then that you had actually brewed and extract coffee from that was was very alien and uh, some of the biggest complaints to get was some very angry middle-aged people calling and saying i'm mixing and mixing your coffee and it's not dissolving there's something wrong take it back and so yeah i mean it was fun also because at that point we did participate in a lot of events on ground events uh, there was a lot of farmers markets and stuff like that that's happening all over the country and we participated in all of them and we actually showed people how to brew so uh, it took some effort to actually convince and and change people's perspective and make them realize that there's a huge difference between drinking instant coffee and drinking actually freshly brewed coffee uh so that challenge was i think and i think that was shared by there were two other players at that time there was a blue tokai and there was another brand called indian bean and i think we all started within 2 to 3 months of each other uh so that responsibility was sort of shared by uh, the three brands at that time and for about 2 to 3 years there was almost nobody else in the market 
then the challenges became uh, different wherein uh, i would say as a slightly more established brand uh, the entry barrier actually for this business is very low because uh, uh, if you just think that you know how to taste coffee you can just connect with any coffee grower and producer and just get coffee beans you can just get it roasted at some uh, somebody who will roast coffee for you uh, and then you just uh, to actually start a website i mean to design a website today is not is not that difficult right because mm-hmm. there are so that are so diy that anybody almost anyone can actually set it up so therefore then the entry barrier became very easy and it was not only dependent on taste and someone's ability to understand what good coffee is uh, and um, that sensory appreciation of coffee was not a mandatory for you to get into the business so then suddenly we saw this sort of brands coming in where people who didn't even know what coffee was all about but were able to get whatever they were able to sell really cheap because the investment in manpower or people or whatever was low uh, and they didn't have to buy equipment because they were roasting elsewhere so then we went through that is where there was even if it was our b2b market which is a big part of our business which is we supply to cafes restaurants hotels workplaces across the country and abroad uh, we would always find people trying to undercut us and Uh, in fact at one point we decided to stay away from social media where we talk about where our coffees are being served because people will look at that as a as a sales target and say okay let's go and target that out and then if you were set at say 50 rupees you know they would go and say i'll give it to you at 750 so you know that that entire game was going on but obviously once you mature and stabilize you're no more able to reach those price points i mean to operate within those low price points if you want to serve a quality product uh, so so both from a customer side from a consumer side that is the cafe owners or our own b2c customers there was a certain evolving process that happened where they really just understood okay it might be cheaper but it's not as good as uh, what i was paying i mean when i was paying a slightly higher price so that was probably this next set of challenges that we faced uh, and yeah i mean i'm not sure today uh, if you ask me the kind of challenges would probably be real estate costs that are really becoming exorbitant as as opposed to the kind of revenues that one would expect to generate in certain places uh, that's that's probably a big challenge when it comes to cafe spaces when it comes to online sales i think a big challenge is our the dependence obviously the dependence that we have on logistics uh there are actually very few quality logistics players yeah. in the market and uh the prices are really high the costs are really high and uh uh we are not able to pass these costs on completely to customers because obviously it's it is still a price sensitive uh, we are we are already perceived as if you go to a supermarket and you buy uh, coffee you don't check people don't check but that coffee would have been roasted some 4 5 6 months ago uh but they at that and say oh this is just 200 rupees for half a kg but yours is 800 so you know we are in that sort of a sensitive market and therefore the cost of logistics which is a big part of our business because we are every day shipping hundreds of orders to customers across the country uh, i think these are some of our challenges today and uh, yeah and yeah of course the entry barrier is still low and we keep having these little challenges that come about but those things i think over a period of time they sort of stabilize in the shop 
Right. And so I'm hearing a lot of challenges in that sense, right? Of course, there was one part where you were educating the customers and creating awareness or what it means to have a fresh cup of coffee, um, not the instant type, right? Um, and there was, of course, the competition and the logistical nightmares that you could be facing sometimes. So what really keeps you going? And the passion is coming across very clearly for what you do. Um, what else keeps you going in that space, Ashish? Well, coffee is a fabulous uh, beverage and the way we looked at it right from day one, I think from 2012 when people were still talking about wake up and uh, you need that morning jolt look at us and you need your uh, wake up uh, magic potion, then you need to buy coffee from us, etc. We never ever spoke that language. For mm -hmm. us, it was like, it's again, if I look at a different industry for comparison, you can get drunk on any alcohol, right? But then you choose a certain kind of wine you can rather you can get drunk on any wine but then you choose a certain quality of wine a certain maturity the kind of grapes that are used etc because you're looking for just more than feeling high and happy or whatever so if you want to experience the uh, flavor profiles the uh, final nuances of that wine etc uh the region from which it's going and coffee is exactly the same actually there's it's not about caffeine the caffeine jolt etc it's i mean that's that's great it's there uh, and I think people get over it pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But what remains is 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 the kind of flavor, the kind of experience on your palate that coffee brings. Uh, yeah. the kind of stories, the kind of uh, it's just so it's actually therapeutic. I mean, I brew my coffee every morning and uh, uh, at least two to three cups at home. I pour over, and it's it's just. I mean, I don't even play music during that time. I just want to. I just want to watch. I want to take in that aroma. I want to touch. I want to feel the temperature. I want to experience yeah. the map. So coffee is a lot more than just caffeine, and I think that's what keeps us going because there's so much you can do with coffee, and uh, there's so many things you can create. There's so many experiments just waiting to happen, uh, and. Our entire maverick approach to coffee is, I think, what makes us unique and exciting. Wherein we're not adding flavors or we're not adding any artificial fragrances or aromas or anything. But with just what we have on the estate, the estate that we also refer to as a 140-acre laboratory, we're doing so many experiments there with coffee, the way we process it, the way we dry it, the way we store it, the way we harvest it, cultivate it, water it, lack of watering. All these things actually have a direct impact on the way coffee tastes so it's a it's more than a full-time job so uh yeah yeah it's like you um eat drink sleep breathe coffee in that sense right because you're constantly thinking of ways to innovate and i can hear um and i've, I've heard and read your articles as well i've heard some of the interviews that you've given um i can always hear this one aspect where you're talking about experimentation and right. that is integral to your entire brand the name itself maverick right trying out something being independent being bold along with that of course ashish comes a lot of risk taking right, right. um and the ability to take that risk and to build that appetite how do you keep going and and i'm alluding to you know what kind of mindset would you have to be right. able to take that risk uh and rein it you know in that sense so how do you go about that uh well the risk taking is uh again we're talking to us a customer set that's that has a very similar mindset to probably all of us mm -hmm. uh 
uh, when we travel, when we eat, when we drink, when we meet, when we go out, whatever, you're constantly looking for experiences that, that are very different, that are very unique, that are off the beaten path, that are off the right? So, uh, obviously, we are also talking to customers with this mindset. And trust me, there are tons of them in this country today. Uh, people are also willing to take that risk with you and say, okay, I'm going to pay 550 for this pack of coffee and probably I'm going to risk it. I might hate it, but I might love it. Uh, and uh, so therefore, and more often than not, they, I mean, there are the tasting notes that one can read, etc. But the things that we create are mostly, I would say, appreciated. Of course, it goes through a little bit of a check already on the estate and our process actually uh the bulk of our work begins now i mean this is i'm talking about the non-cafe work i'm talking mm-hmm. about the, just the coffee uh, work it starts uh in the middle of november when the harvest season is on uh and then, uh, so we are on the farm most of the time uh we are uh the first lot of harvest that happens the first few tons of coffee cherries that are harvested are a lot of that goes through so all the ideas that we've had through the years saying why don't we do something like this why don't we smoke it why don't we add this kind of yeast why don't we process it why don't we let it ripen on the tree completely so all these experiments that are on paper we actually put them down into practice for the first 15 days of harvest we do tiny little patches and then we dry it out, we build the coffee to you get your coffee green beans and then we roast it and we actually taste. So we mm. taste taste like multiples of uh, roasts and different cups. And then we sort of evaluate. Probably I would say last year out of some 27, 30 experiments that we did, we actually ended up with only four or five. Wow. Uh, yeah. Because then you say, okay, this was, it was a great idea, but it didn't really work. It was good on paper, it didn't work. This looks stupid on paper and it's looks even stupider on, on the, <laughs> yeah so that all that is there and so that's the risk you take because a, it brings you joy and you're because you're creating something new all the time mm-hmm. uh there is also the confidence that even our i think the maverick customer also is a maverick and is happy to take that risk with you mm-hmm. and decide uh nine out of ten times i think it works out even at the cafe level we so we created this drink called the Clarified Cappuccino, which was completely unheard of and a very different way of drinking a cappuccino. It was a cappuccino that's that's almost transparent, right? So, uh, and then we started it in a slow manner when we started our cafes in 2020. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, today it's one of our, our star beverage. Like people come, they come to Bangalore and they say, okay, I need to go to Madrid because I have to taste this Clarified Cappuccino. I've heard so much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pulling people into our cafe. Our Maverick approach to coffee itself is is pulling people into our cafes, onto our websites. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a risk, but it's it's worth taking. Yeah, and, and also in your cafe, I've heard you have a caustic evenings or something like that. You're a performer yourself, is that right? <laughs> we do all sorts of things. I mean, as long as we're having fun, as long as our customers are having fun, I think it's, yeah. it's good. <laughs> And, and therein lies such an important message, right, for all entrepreneurs, I think. Um, and and I think from the whole experimentation point of view, you know, I can hear a lot around meticulous planning, the ability to call your own BS and say, hey, you know what, this is really not working out. I mean, let's let's just move on from there. Um, and, and constant improvisation. And I can also hear things like, you know, the joy that you have in creating what you truly care about um, and, and just being at it, right? So how did you, what I'm really curious about and would, and I'm sure our listeners would be too, is 
how did this entire thing come to being for you in that sense, right? Um, if we have to go back and mm. the days before the flying squirrel, uh, right. is this something where you saw a white space and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to target? Or is this pure passion, right? That, okay, I'm going to uh, recreate the coffee market in India or what was this a result of? Well, so multiple, I mean, it's different factors. I feel uh, A is I'm an avid coffee drinker and it's not just happened because of this coffee wave that's happened in the country over the last whatever number of years. Mm-hmm. But I grew up uh, in largely a coffee, like my grandfather was a coffee planter. Uh, my mom didn't take it on, but uh, all my uncles and aunts were all in the coffee cultivation business. Uh, growing up in Mangalore, uh, coffee was a big part of our lives and uh, we all grew up on the, the the beautiful South Indian filter coffee, which I still yeah. love. Uh, we are probably one of the few brands that's considered this hipster brand, but still has uh, the South Indian filter coffee on our uh, offering uh, with chicory. We don't look down on chicory either. We think it's it's a great cultural icon probably it's, it's really nice and lots of people from abroad come to india and they they want to try this chicory coffee and i don't know why a lot of our indian customers the new age coffee drinkers look down on it but anyway so uh in manglo that was a big part of our uh, lives growing up coffee was very integral to our culture uh but then also i i we uh, along with uh, three other partners of mine we we co-founded an advertising and design agency in 2000 uh, so straight out of college, we started this and uh, I've never really worked for someone else for a, even a day in my life, I think. And uh, so that training of looking at things creatively, I was a creative director there for many years. Uh, just there's only one way to look at something and that's to just look at it creatively and see how you can communicate or or be very, very different from everyone else. I think that sort of training that just goes on for 10, 12 years mm. uh, bring that approach to coffee as well where there's no chance I was going to offer what everybody else is offering uh, and I think that continues that that bent of mind continues where whatever we do we want to do it not different just for the sake of different but obviously because because same is boring it's just that and uh, so therefore I think this whole maverick approach to coffee stems from these two the one is the crazy interest and passion uh drinking coffee and i i switched to drinking coffee also at a very early age not because of anything but i just didn't like milk yeah. um, so i switched to drinking coffee uh, black at a very early age i think when i was about 15 16 and ever since that and i i feel that there's a lot more uh i'm not looking down on milk coffee but i feel that with black coffee you can if it's not the dark horrible roasted coffee like certain brands in india do but if it's a nice medium roast, there's no better way to drink coffee than to experience it as a black coffee. So, uh, yeah, and I think so all of these put together is what what has really helped us um, create all of this spread. Amazing. And um, I'd like to ask you one more thing, right? Is Has there been uh, any point, and you've been an entrepreneur, you started off early uh, as well. You mentioned you did it right after you came out of college, right? Um, has there been a point where you felt like you wanted to throw in the towel and say, this is really not for me? Or hmm, if, I have to, if I'm being very honest, I think during the pandemic, I think mm-hmm. all of us really, really hit all of us very badly. And then by the time you had your family and uh, it came with its own whatever demands. Yeah. But 
but uh, i can say the biggest blessing i've had in my in my entire work life career everything is that i have three very fabulous partners and uh, we all sort of stood by each other and saw that period through so yeah for those for that brief moment it was tricky but otherwise never, never yeah so you've had great team uh, and you found the right people that you can gel with connect with having a similar mindset and of course the passion for coffee uh, so that is so good to hear uh, ashish any words any final words for aspiring entrepreneurs or even established entrepreneurs you know given your long entrepreneurial journey that you've had well i don't know if this is the right advice because it's i mean it's work for me but i don't know if that's what people want uh, mm-hmm. but definitely think that uh, when you're building a business uh, you should just run after passion and money will follow but however sometimes it doesn't follow <laughs> but yes. it's a lot more enriching and what uh, it's a lot more fun and it's a lot more self actualizing i think uh, to just run after the passion run after passion and, and somehow something will happen i mean it, money will somewhere follow but uh, and i think that's that's something that's worked for us right through uh, we've not really been looking at huge earnings and big targets and this but i think we've always kept passion at the foreground and then everything else has just worked out absolutely yeah. thank you so much and i've also uh, felt that you know you're always um, in competition with yourself because you want your coffee to get better you're not looking necessarily at the landscape out there and worrying about what the rest of the world is doing you do what you're good at um, you're good at experimentation you're good at innovating so just keep doing that and you know your loyal customers will be with you throughout absolutely <laughs> thank you so much ashish it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you i, I really appreciate this Thank you. Thank you. Hey listeners, another interesting conversation with another entrepreneur who talks about his passion and his resilience and how he has made it happen for himself and his team. So let's bring in my producer, Ramana. What did you think Ramana of this conversation? Hey Druti, for me, you know, as I was listening, um Ashish has that very uh, cool calm collectedness about him. Mm-hmm. You know? sort of like a quiet determination and i feel like he's somebody who's not easily deterred and that's such a great quality for an entrepreneur to have mm-hmm. uh because you know while it's great to pivot and be agile when you're trying to especially jump start a company right um i think it's equally important to also really believe in what you want to do yeah and ashish has really stuck to his guns in that oh, way yeah. and his passion you know his belief in what he uh does has been unwavering through the years that really comes through in this conversation ruti absolutely and you know stuck to the gun stuck to the coffee same thing because the way he was talking about coffee mm-hmm. it's like romanticizing coffee in that sense right because yeah. why not i mean it gets the heart pumping the blood racing and the body energized so clearly his love for coffee was you know coming through shining through in the conversation and i love his conviction as well you know i loved it when he said there is no chance i'm offering what others are offering so you know here is to ashish here is to american farmers and to the crazy passion that they are following and you know may they keep serving oodles of coffee for all us coffee lovers and you know convert the tea lovers into coffee lovers maybe while they are at it great thank you so much ramana for supporting us and uh, to all our listeners stay tuned for the next episode of the resilient entrepreneur until then take care this is druti shah signing off